podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Friday, before a weekend where Liverpool aren't playing because of the Queen's funeral on Monday. So there's not a whole lot going on. But what is going on, obviously, is the international break starts next week. You may have seen the senior England squad. No Jordan Henderson because of injury, but Trent Alexander-Arnold is called up. Joe Gomez not considered at this time by all accounts. But there are other Liverpool players who are heading away with England over the next couple of weeks. So Harvey Elliott has been included in the under-21 squad for games against Italy and Germany. Rian Brewster also in that squad. Uh, Harvey Davies and James Balagizzi have been included in the under-20 squad. They will play Chile, Morocco and Australia in their break away from their clubs. Four Liverpool players in the under-19s. Isaac Mabea, Luke Chambers, Lee Jonas and Oakley Cannoneer, all part of the team. They'll face Montenegro, Georgia and Denmark. And then Bobby Clark and Ronald Young are in the under-18 squad who will play the Netherlands, the Faroe Islands and Belgium. So decent representation down through the age ranks. Good to see Oakley Cannoneer, who's had an immense start to the season, getting that respect. Bobby Clark obviously made his first team debut not that long ago against Bournemouth. You'd imagine at some point this season, Cannoneer will get a look, even if it's just in a cup, uh, because clearly the lad has a lot of talent and knows how to score goals. So all things considered, there are 10 Liverpool players called up for England duty. One player who hasn't been called up is Thiago for Spain. He has been left out of the squad. Now, in part, it's because he's obviously missed a chunk of the season through injury. But it's also the case that Luis Enrique hasn't used Thiago a whole lot. He played only 64 minutes at the Euros. And it's very, very strange to me that Spain's best midfield player isn't getting called up for Spain and isn't a first-choice starter. It's absolutely bizarre to me that that's the case. But it would seem that Luis Enrique wants to go with the young midfield. You know, Pedri obviously made himself 
um, a household name if people weren't already aware of him at the Euros where he played basically every minute. And we've seen Gavi called up at a very young age as well. The current midfield group, Busquets, who's the, the captain, Marcus Llorente, Koke, Gavi, Rodri, Carlos Soler and Danny Olmo. Pedri not called up. I am surprised. I am surprised he hasn't been called up here. Good to see Carlos Soler getting his respect as well, though. <clears throat> it's funny when you look at the Spanish squad, it wouldn't really inspire a whole lot of confidence. Like the goalkeepers, Unai Simon is good, and we know David Ray and Robert Sanchez from the Premier League. Defensively, Cesar Aspilicueta, Inigo Martinez, Pau Torres, Eric Garcia, Diego Llorente. Surprised by that one. Uh, Marcus Alonso, Jordi Alba, and Danny Carvial. That's a really, really average group of defenders. A really average group. And five of them are over 30. In the midfield group, it's only Busquets and Koke who are over 30. Uh, and the Ford players, I mean, Morata, Asensio, can't, can't get in the team at Real. I know he scored in the week, but he's not he's not a first-choice player. Ferran Torres, Barca were looking to sell him in the summer. Ansu Fati and Pablo Sarabia. It's such a fall-off from where they were 10 years ago when they were winning their the third of their three titles in a row. Really, really strange how things cycle from maybe the best international team ever to a team that probably be lucky to make the quarterfinals at the World Cup. Liverpool's goalkeeping coach, John Achterberg, was charged by the FA in the aftermath of the drama that ensued in the late win against Newcastle last month. Both Achterberg and Newcastle's head of performance, Daniel Hodges, were charged with improper behaviour, with the Reds coach alleged to have used abusive and or insulting gestures. Uh, a decision to hand down... A decision has now been handed down by the FA with both of them receiving fines and a ban. Achterberg has been fined £7,000 and banned from the touchline for the game against Brighton. That's a bit harsh. It's a little bit harsh. Um, yeah. Uh, three things today. Trent Alexander-Arnold in the, the squad. Paul Glatzel injured. I mentioned that one yesterday. And Queeving Kelleher. Uh, spotted in training on Monday and Irish manager Stephen Kenny saying he expects him back very soon. So, you know, hopefully he is back quite soon. Uh, journalist clarifies Liverpool's Arthur stance after January exit rumours. So if you've missed this, one of the really crap Italian outlets, Tutto Mercato Web, which is basically... Italy's answer to, like, caught offside. They came out and said, Klopp doesn't want him. They're going to send him back in January. 
This was then followed up by some random Spanish journalist that, I mean, you wouldn't trust them as far as you could throw them. You, you see the garbage that comes out of Spain with regards to rumours all the time. Utter nonsense. He came out and said the same thing. And then some other pretend journalists came out. Now, you, these two individual journalists, these are the spawn of what Romano has done to journalism. The social media age that has allowed a complete spoofer like Romano to attain such an enormous following despite having very little insight into anything and just stealing other people's work and making things up. And these other people make things up all the time and try and present it then as real journalism. Now, I wouldn't be a fan of Guillaume Balaguer, but he does have connections to Arthur's camp. And he has come out and said that the rumours are absolute nonsense, that Klopp has actually been quite impressed by Arthur because of how hard he's been working to get himself fit. He has uh, taken to not having days off so that he can keep working to catch up with the physical demands. He's already gotten a good grasp of the system and they are working on an individualised fitness plan to get him up to speed. You could see in the the Napoli game when he came on that the guy hadn't played a lot of football in the last sort of 16 months. So it was fair to suggest that he needed a bit more work on the training ground. But like these journalists who try and make a living by lying about players, they really need to be taken down. It's the same thing that we've seen with the, the Darwin Nunes stuff. Like, people at Liverpool think Darwin is already the biggest flop. It's absolute nonsense. Let's not forget that Fabinho, four or five months after being signed, October, November time, was still on the fringes of the squad. The same thing with Robbo. Took them months and months and months to get into the team. Because there was a period where they had to adapt from what they had been playing. In Robbo's case, he'd been playing at Hull, where it was very much a defence-first mentality. Run the counter-attacks and spam crosses into the box. It, with Fabinho, he'd played solely in the midfield too before joining Liverpool. So those two had to adapt to new ways of playing, new position for Fabinho, and it just took time. The same thing's going to be true of Arthur. He's been, look at where he's been. He's been at Barcelona under Valverde, who doesn't allow his midfielders to express themselves at all. Busquets notably hated playing under him. And he's been at Juventus, where Pirlo didn't really have much of a clue what he was doing. And, uh, and Allegri is a footballing terrorist. So, I mean, people thought Tuchel's football at Chelsea was bad because he was trying to hide the liability at centre-back. You should see the stuff Allegri's been putting forward at Juve. Um, it takes time to settle in at Liverpool. It takes time to get up to speed and to earn a spot in the team. And I have no doubts that Arthur, if given the opportunity, will, will show that he is a quality player because he is a quality player.
and these journalists who write these things about him and about about uh, Darwin, like the, the Darwin stuff is just hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. As if we weren't tracking him for years. Like years. We were tracking him before he went to Almeria. That's how long Liverpool have been on the case with him. Since he was at Penarol, Liverpool have been on the case there. Then they tracked him at Almeria. He went to Benfica, exploded obviously last season, and we snapped him up. But you know how I know that analytics like him? Because Brighton wanted him. Two years ago, Brighton went all out to try and buy him. And Brighton's recruitment is done even more than ours based on data, based on what the analysts say, because that is the approach of that club. They don't have a huge scouting network like we do, but they've got a big room full of very smart people. And those people make decisions at that football club. And they were prepared to go all in on him, break their club record to sign him. Over twenty million pounds for Brighton, that would be enormous money. But like, let's remember with Darwin, he joined Almeria as an Almeria club record, and more than proved worthy of that club record. They then sold him for a record sale for that for that club. Benfica paid a club record to buy him. Benfica, by the way, another club great at at recruitment. Like, great at recruitment. And we've bought him for what could become a club record fee if the add-ons are hit. So, smart clubs don't make mistakes. We're not Chelsea. We're not Man United. We don't buy garbage for overpriced fees. It's just not what we do. So don't worry about Darwin. Look how little he's played. 270 minutes. Just over 50 of them with Trent, Mo, and Thiago. Give him time. That lad is going to score a ton of goals. An absolute metric ton of goals. What else do we have on the main club, well, main Liverpool websites. We've got nothing more uh, on this is Anfield. There's a few bits and pieces there you can you can read for yourself. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, <laughs> excuse me, Jurgen Klopp just hinted at new Liverpool formation with 25 minute glimpse of future plan. We went four two three one against Everton and against Napoli. This wasn't the first time. This was the third consecutive game, and. I do think everybody would like to see us try a 4-2-3-1 because it would suit most of our players. Now, you can question whether it's the best use of Mo, but he's glued to the touchline now anyway. It would definitely be a better use of Diaz. He'd have more space and area to run into. It would get the best out of Thiago and Fabinho as a midfield too. It would get the best out of Darwin or Jota as the nine. And I think Fabio Carvalho 
was probably the best option for the number 10 position, but you have Bobby for that role. You have Curtis Jones for that role. You have Harvey Elliott for that role. And in a 4-2-3-1, Harvey and Fabio are ideal backups in the wide positions. So we'd, we'd be in pretty good shape. Like, our squad lends itself quite well to 4-2-3-1 with two exceptions. There's no... There's no nailed-on 10. Nobody you'd look at and say, well, that's definitely the guy you can put there every single game, and he will do really well. But up front, you've got Darwin, you've got Jota, and you've got Bobby. All of them can play that role. In the 10 spot, you've got Fabio, Curtis, Bobby, and, and Harvey. Now, two of them are very young. One of them is very frustrating, and one of them has passed his best. So that might be something you look to address. And maybe if Jude Bellingham does arrive, that's the role for him. You get Diaz and Carvalho as your left-wing options, Mo and Harvey as your right-wing options. For the controller, you've got Thiago. We've got Arthur this season, and you've got Naby whenever he's allowed to play again. You've got Fab as the holding midfielder, the more defensive one. The issue is there isn't really an ideal backup for him. Henderson struggles in a midfield too. Now, he'd be fine there next to Thiago against certain opposition, but that's another position you'd like to upgrade. And then, you know, the fullbacks would work absolutely fine in 4-2-3-1. Be nice if we could get Calvin Ramsey fit and playing and Trent could have a bit of the burden taken off or if we just had like a right-footed Costas who could step in for Trent when he needs a break our centre-backs would be fine with 4-2-3-1 uh, it would suit us a lot better than the 4-3-3 in my view I think you get you get even more out of Fab and Thiago and in truth go and watch us play last year we played 4-2-3-1 or 4-4-2 most of the year because Henderson played the right-sided role as a 10-slash-right winger, Harvey played it as a right winger, and Naby played it as a 10. None of them played it as a right-sided midfielder. Liverpool will still have midfield option that partly explains Jurgen Klopp transfer call. What is this? Oh, and Ox. I missed Ox. Ox could play across that line behind the striker. Uh, not sure how good he'd be, but, you know. Is this Curtis Jones? It is Curtis Jones. Nonsense. Doesn't explain anything, frankly, because we had him last season and we still needed a midfielder. Liverpool pressing monster will unleash next Jurgen Klopp plan. Oh, I think I read that one yesterday. Liverpool should seal 13 million transfer for Aurelian Chumeni alternative in Darwin Nunes repeat. Okay. Oh, Manuel Ugarth. Absolutely. Now he cost a lot more than 13 million, but that, that kid is very, very good. Very, very good. If I was looking to buy three new midfielders for Liverpool, which we will need in the summer, he would be the one I'd look at to be kind of the heir to Fabinho. 
I think he's so, so good. Jurgen Klopp set for Real Madrid transfer battle as Liverpool outbid Bayern Munich. This is the media digest. Um, more crap journalists claiming that we're going to buy Matthias Nunes potentially in January after Klopp turned down the chance to sign him in the summer. Not going to happen. Uh, the transfer battle with Real Madrid apparently would be over Bella Kotchup, who's obviously started life very well at Southampton. And Liverpool outbid Bayern Munich Apparently, we made a bigger offer to Gavi than they did, which, I mean, again, it's a it's a Spanish outlet, so you wouldn't put any real faith in it. On AnfieldIndex.com, there are two new, actually three new podcasts, to be fair. There is the new Scouted, myself and Carl had a look at the All-Star game. There is a Euro incision with Nina and Guy looking at the IX game. And there is... A Media Matters with Nina and Jonathan Norcroft discussing Liverpool's unimpressive start to the season and can the win against Ajax rejuvenate Klopp's men. Do give all of those a listen and that's enough for me today, folks. I'll see you Monday and we'll figure out what we're going to talk about then. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.